Welcome, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty today. Joe, I love our music. I love our intro. Now we just need to get what you're going to do with Sheriff Darren Campbell, you know, instead of John Brown. But that's awesome, man. Good to see you, sir. Glad to be back. Good to have you. Good to be here. Uh, thank everybody for listening again to The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty here on WSIC 100.7 FM uh, here in Statesville, 105.9 FM for all of our other surrounding locales. Uh, going to be a great show today. Uh, have uh, Sergeant Patrick Dixon of the Ardo County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit hello on to speak with us today. Have Captain Matt Burleson. Hello, Captain Matt. Well, yo, yo, what's up? Last uh, <laughs> last week, yo, yo, yeah, wow. Exactly. Well, I mean, we had the we had you the dogs got the, in the you house. Got the bomb, we did. We have had the, the dogs, dogs in the, the house. house we let week. the dogs out. That was last week. The uh, uh, good show last week had a lot of good comments on mm-hmm. it. Uh, I was with you briefly. Yes, sir. And then I said, you know what? They got a stacked house. Mm-hmm. Let them have it. So yeah. they did. But y'all did good. Y'all did good. So glad to be here today. Uh, for those of you that were expecting to hear Sheriff Campbell, uh, he is out again today with several uh, uh, meetings, I guess mm-hmm. we could say. He has some of those meetings where uh, he attends with the uh, attorneys mm-hmm. and um, prosecutors for oh, various yeah. cases. So uh, when this one pops off, it'll be good. So, uh, Sheriff, I know you're probably en route to your meeting this afternoon, but uh, go ahead and uh, get all that good information so we can arrest all those bad guys, and thank you for doing that. But uh, Sheriff will be back with us next week, hopefully. I know he's got a lot of running and gunning, uh, you know, being president of the North Carolina Sheriff's Association. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has been on the move this week, and um, yesterday, uh, not to start the show out on a a sad note, but yesterday uh, he and I had the... um, um, opportunity to go to Forsyth County. Uh, we went to a um, officer that had uh, passed away in line of duty. Right. Deputy Austin uh, Rudel Huber uh, with Forsyth County Sheriff's Office uh, on, I think, the, the 9th of September was on his way to work and uh, was involved in, a, in an accident not of his fault. Uh, unfortunately, the gentleman succumbed to his injuries as a, as a cause of the, the accident. And uh, went to his funeral yesterday, and had been to I've been to a couple uh, law enforcement funerals during the course of my career, but I don't know that uh, I saw the amount of officers that were at this gentleman's funeral yesterday. Uh, wonderful service, very very moving. Um, obviously, was just a, a tremendous man, tremendous family man, tremendous tremendous religious gentleman, uh, and uh, felt honored to be there. Uh, at his funeral to pay our condolences from the sheriff's office. I know uh, there were many sheriffs from across right. the great state of North Carolina there uh, to be there. The colonel and highway patrol was there and several mm-hmm. other dignitaries from that area. So our thoughts and prayers are with, obviously, with, with um, uh, Deputy Riddle Huber's family and as well as the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office. So our thoughts and prayers are with you, gentlemen. It, it affects the whole family. I mean, you think oh, about we're, we're a family of law enforcement. It hits close to home. You know, mm-hmm. you see it on the news, you see it on Facebook, you uh, you comment, but when you're there to to witness it yeah. and see the outpouring of support amongst agencies that may not have known him, but right. he's we're related to him, uh, he's in our family, and, and, and uh, you know, military, uh, a lot of military folks there. Right. Apparently, he had done uh, some tours in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and then was in the I think it was the Army Reserve here. But uh, Godspeed, young man. So, uh, hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, WSIC the other day, and I heard that you have an official title. 
what would that title be? I, have I think a lot it was of like titles. director of sports or some kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's it was. Uh, it was pretty impressive. As Pat Shannon likes to also say, I'm also the weather girl now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard during the uh, the intro. I think it was the weather was on, and it was Joe's voice. That, that was me. <laughs> Pat needs to clean his glasses, brother. You are not the weather girl. It's the man bun. It yeah. might yeah. be. That yeah. might be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, good to be back with you, sir. Glad glad to have us here on WSIC. If you if you have any questions or comments about uh, um, what we're going to talk about today here in just a few minutes is uh, domestic violence, how we uh, how we investigate those cases here in Iredale County, how we have evolved as a uh, profession in law enforcement of working cases uh, back in the day when when it was not as good as it is now. Um, and I have a I have a story I can relate to that. But if you have any questions, uh, give us a call, please seven zero four eight seven three fourteen hundred. And just to uh, just to make everybody aware that may have been in and around the old Moxville Road mm-hmm. Davis Hospital area this morning, uh, you saw some law enforcement activity there. Uh, there was a, a car chase that came out of Davie County. Yes, sir. Uh, Davie County Sheriff's Office initiated that chase. It was a vehicle. Stolen out of the city of Statesville. Right. Uh, he uh, was doing some crimes over in, in David County. Came this way on interstate. Uh, went up around Crawford Road and then somehow doubled back. Yes, he did. And uh, ended up wrecking there in the intersection of Old Moxville. But uh, that was the David County. We were merely assisting in that in that um, investigation. So uh, uh, a little while ago, uh, Dwayne Christian, who was one of our road lieutenants, he and his crew uh, were out working and made a great arrest in the Amity Hill Road area. Uh, I'll leave that for uh, a little later when we mm-hmm. have a little good, little better press release. But uh, I know that uh, they made uh, uh, an arrest that is going to clear up several, several cases out that way. So congratulations, Dwayne, and, and, and all your crew and uh, our investigate criminal investigators that were over in that area right. recovering some stolen property. So Matt, yes, you just give it away though. You just said that stolen property. Well, it's you big know, time stuff. Exactly. You, you gotta, you gotta kind of put a little exactly. out there. Exactly. And, it's a and it, yeah. And if it's stolen from, uh, you know, a store even, we've got crime. I was going to say. I, th- we, I thought you was tossing me that we, softball we have We have new signage. Yep. So um, these that. new signs are available uh, at the sheriff's office, not for a limited time. Uh, no other exclusions apply. You can come down if you're a business owner. And uh, here you go, free ride in a sheriff's vehicle if you shoplift from this store. And uh, and I know a couple of mechanics that have them on their toolboxes as well Absolutely. in their shops because, uh, you know, if you take something, you need to bring it back. That's right. But, uh, no, this is one of the things uh, I remember getting into this position in crime prevention, uh, which is what I get to do uh, with the, the sheriff has me do quite a few little little odds and ends things out there. I thought this was a great way that the sheriff's idea had to, you know, hey, free ride in a sheriff's car. Oh, no, not me because <laughs> I'm not a criminal <laughs> yes and i know yeah. several business owners ha- have asked us about them so if you are a business owner right uh give us a call at the sheriff's office 704-878-3180 mm-hmm. and we'll make arrangements to get you one or we- you can swing by the right. sheriff's office and pick yep. one up for yourself we'll have some down at our mortuary office yes. as well yep so i, I know that we, we get out way south in, in the south end so mm-hmm. if you're a business in southern Arnell county uh please give us a call uh at the sheriff's office and we will make sure that you get some yeah. Some signage. We could make a delivery. Absolutely. I could get out of the office. Busy weekend. <laughs> oh, busy yes. weekend. This Lots last of stuff weekend. going on this weekend. Exactly. Uh, yep. You know, it's one of those things where, and, and we hear it all the time, you know, well, some of these elected officials, you can't find them. They're, they're hardly, you know, they're never out. Well, not Sheriff Campbell and not the Ardo County Sheriff's Office. This weekend, we were at Cool Springs Day. Mm-hmm. We were at Raider Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were even at the first annual Hispanic Heritage Month event. 
that occurred. Uh, Deputy Velasquez and, mm-hmm. and some other uh, deputies and detention officers were, were there uh, reaching out to our community, just uh, letting folks know what we do, who we are, what we do, and uh, see if we can help them in any way possible. Yep. So very, very proud of that. Joe's given us just about 30 seconds uh-huh. uh, to go. So, Patrick, when we come back, uh, I'd like for you to introduce yourself. Tell us kind of what you do. So that'll give you two minutes to make up a good story. <laughs> and <right>. then uh, <laughs> find out who you are. And I then we'll talk about happen. how we investigate domestic violence incidents at the Ardo County Sheriff's Office. We'll be back shortly. over here today dj mix a lot joe over here pulling out the awesome music for us thank you joe for that awesome introduction and patrick you got the svu music buddy Uh, i'm embarrassed to say that uh, a large amount of us in the svu have that as a uh, tone for any time we get a text or a phone call slightly embarrassing but you know it's a very catchy song as uh we can thank joe for that intro uh, to introduce myself a little bit, I am Detective Sergeant Patrick Dixon. I am uh, one of the supervisors over the Special Victims Unit. In the Special Victims Unit, we work um, domestic violence mm-hmm. cases, which we'll be talking about it in depth here at this show. We have sexual assaults. We have missing persons or children, child abuse, elder abuse, um, fraud, you know, identity theft, obtaining property by false pretenses. And we're also over our sex offender registry deputies. So they go out and knock on doors and make sure people are where they're supposed to be. So um, that's a little bit of what we do in the SVU. And we do some things more than that, but, you know, that's for another day. You know, and, and I have to say that uh, probably one of, my, one of my shining moments in my career was being one of the two original the original OGs of Special Victims Unit. Captain Julie Gibson and Mm -hmm. myself were were tasked with starting the unit under Sheriff Redmond. Uh, Best we can recall, somewhere around 2004. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we slowly built that unit. And then when Sheriff Campbell was elected, the unit exploded, literally, um, with assistance and getting other things and and more resources there. The Sheriff, Sheriff Campbell, uh, put a premium on making sure that SVU was brought up to speed in, in training, uh, manpower, equipment. So uh, I remember when uh, Captain Gibson and I started working uh, Special Victims Unit, I think our prosecution rate at the time was in the mid-20 percentile mm-hmm. of cases, and now I know you guys are up close to 90 93%. Right, 89-ish. Be- yep, just because of the, the amount of training, mm-hmm. specialization. Mm-hmm. And when you start working those type of cases you need to be able to pay attention to those cases and what was happening and it is no fault of our own it's just sheriff redmond was was foresighted enough to see the trend coming and then obviously when sheriff campbell came in and took it and and expounded upon the unit but you can't work a house break-in you can't work two car break-ins and a domestic violence Mm -hmm. incident and that's what we and i say not just we as the sheriff's office but we as law enforcement were trying to do and certain people certain aspects of the population of law enforcement just don't want to work domestic violence cases. They don't want to work child abuse cases and those things. So when you have someone that has a heart uh, that is driven to work those type of cases, wants to work those type of cases, and then you give them the education, the knowledge, and the training, then you then you turn out a really special, special detective. 
Right. So. Yeah, there's a running joke between myself and uh, Captain Julie Wyatt, and she always asks me if I want to work property crimes. <laughs> and I said, do you want the company answer or my personal answer? Exactly. Right? The company answer is I'll do whatever I can to help the uh, citizens of Iredell County. But the personal answer is I have a soft spot for the stuff that I work. Mm-hmm. You know, I really care about the things that I do um, because, you know, it's a special victims unit. It requires that specialization that it, yes. you know, it's, it speaks of. So... Uh, and the contact that you have with the victim as well. I mean, there's a oh, yeah. lot of that uh, uh, very personal contact because of they've been victimized, whether it's their uh, life's fortune and money that's been taken or whether it's, you know, an awful thing that can happen to children or family. You know, that, that gives that more of an intimate relationship and you're able to um, to really help those people bring closure to something that's so, so awful. Absolutely. You know, the majority of the cases we work, whether domestic or sexual assault, there's that power dynamic that mm-hmm. yes. we're so familiar with in law enforcement that, uh, you know, you have to not have the soft hand approach, if you will, but be very understanding and uh, empathetic about what people are going through. And, you know, it does take a special kind of person. Mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> you mentioned power dynamic, and I want to come back to that. But as, as I told our listeners when we got started, I, I do remember and it, every time I talk about domestic violence, I think about a case that I had back in 1996, a couple of years before I came back to Ardell County. Yes, Matt, I'm that old. I was six years old. When, when did you start in law enforcement? Because I was in it like <laughs> Bill's get, For the radio listeners, you can't see the face that uh, <laughs> Chief Hamby has given me. I, I think I was 15, 16, maybe. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, children. <laughs> but uh, ahead, we, we, we went to a domestic violence incident when I worked in Taylorsville uh, many years ago. And I remember pulling up on the scene and meeting a female victim who was obviously assaulted Mm -hmm. and of course at the time laws have changed for the better Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm so glad that they have but when we when we met and and met the lady and we talked to her uh, I said well ma'am you know do you want to charge him and she's like well no I I don't he'll he'll be better and at the time he loves me yeah at the (laughs) time unless the victim went and sought warrants we we couldn't arrest it was a misdemeanor that occurred outside our presence but now laws have changed, right, right. legislators have changed, therapists got involved, psychiatrists, psychologists got involved, people who just give a darn, mm-hmm. if you will, got involved and said, no, this is not right. right. So now the laws have changed to where if, if and this is something, Patrick, maybe you can talk about as, uh, as far as educating our, our officers and the public. Mm-hmm. If we come to a domestic violence incident and we see that there are signs of an assault, we now arrest. Yes, and it takes that power dynamic out that you alluded to earlier. Uh, so maybe you can talk about power control a little bit and old style versus new style of arrest. Right, for sure. So th- the power dynamic in itself it goes hand in hand with domestic violence, whether it be physical or sexual. Um, sexual violence, and and we teach this in our rad class that we we mm-hmm. offer is a, a lot of it is a power dynamic. You know, there, it's just one thing to have you know sexual contact, but it's another to have that control and power over somebody, and that extends well beyond um, domestic violence. You can see it in the workplace with certain people, you know, but um, not at our workplace, obviously, but, you know, other uh, general places that people would be. But mm-hmm. um, the, the dynamic that's so concerning is that these, generally speaking, women who are the victims of domestic violence, now can men be victims? Mm-hmm. Yes, but we obviously see a lot more women, statistically sure. speaking. 
um, don't feel like they can escape a situation. They feel like this person has that power over them of money. Um, you know, I have nowhere to stay. I have nothing to eat. No one will believe me. And I can't trust anybody. Everybody that I know is somehow associated with this person. I mean, children can be involved. Ab- oh, used man. Used as pawns. Absolutely. Yep. Children are used as pawns relentlessly right. and, and mm-hmm. everyone knows that that's the soft spot for a lot of these women is their children of course it is. Mm-hmm. right and the uh, person trying to keep control over somebody is going to use every right. opportunity that they have to do that so but nowadays you know and it is funny you you mentioned um, cases that you had worked in the past I remember somebody called me not too long ago about a case that was worked back in 2007 mm-hmm. and I uh, got the case file and it said uh, William Hamby was the investigator <laughs> and I uh, called them and I said well ma'am it looks like there was no one better to possibly work uh-huh. your case so I don't know what I could possibly do oh, for you but... <laughs> <laughs> no but um, nowadays you know it's signs of assault um, obviously there was something that happened there so when our deputies are, uh, you know, arrive on scene, we make sure that um, we assess the situation, find out if there was an aggressor, if this was a self-defense kind of thing. You know, we have our deputies trained in what to look for in terms of self-defense wounds versus aggressive wounds and, and things to that nature. Obviously, they separate everybody once they get on the scene because, again, that power dynamic, someone's not going to be comfortable talking about what happened and be truthful um, when the person that's exercising this power over them is two feet away from them. Right, exactly. Right, so mm-hmm. we always separate Guys, I think we, I think we may have a call. Oh, Joe, yeah. we have somebody on the line with us, Joe? Hello, thank you for calling the Good, the Bad, the Guilty. Can we help you? Hey, good afternoon, lawman. This is William. How are y'all? Good, sir. How are you? Um, just wanted to speak from a man's point of view. The, the guest that you have on today, Mr. Hamby, is spot on, and um, it's hard. It's hard. I was in a situation like that with an old girlfriend back back in the day, and um, you, you, it was hard to let her go. But I had to let her go because um, sexual and violence was mixing and, and not in a good way. Um, and I relieved myself from that situation because I didn't want you guys showing up. Not that I didn't want you invited into my home to sit down and drink a cup of coffee, but that would be the only way. I didn't want you guys showing up to investigate somebody after the fact that somebody had gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. So it is difficult for um, women especially because they're more vulnerable, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just the women think that they can fix that man, and in Mm -hmm. some cases the man thinks he can fix that woman. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those men that thought he could fix that woman, but then I realized that that was not going to be the case. Now, I don't mean to paint myself as an angel, you know, takes two to tango i had my issues too but i just felt like that was the best thing to do is to remove myself from that situation by breaking up and i have to mm-hmm. go as far as going to the courthouse to get a court order to have her removed from out of the house um but you have to do what you have to do yes Sometimes. thank you thank you for calling i appreciate that and we are going to talk about in in the next segment um <clears throat> remedies mm-hmm. court remedies and, and and other remedies to handle those situations but uh but uh, I do appreciate your call, and, and as Patrick was saying, and William, as you were as well, you know, we find, and Patrick, can, you can allude to this, we find that the most dangerous period for our victims is when they make that move to break that relationship. Absolutely. Because the, the aggressor, whether it be the male or the female, 
they've they really have in a very weird convoluted way of looking at things they've got a lot invested in that person absolutely they've groomed them they've yep. they've got them the way they want them they've either uh put in time and effort isolating them well if they got to give all that up and go start somebody again it's it's a very it's a very dangerous time mm -hmm. which is why i like the way that we conduct our investigations and again we'll talk more when we come back from the break about how once we once we are made aware of a victim of one of these situations we are with them through the entire process absolutely and and that's a good analogy i always think of it as a uh, a pot of clay they're molding that pot mm -hmm. and they're working on it and they're working on it they see an imperfection they fix it as they see in their eyes mm -hmm. right and the last thing they want to see is it wobble off the table and fall and escape yes. them so that's exactly how we look at it it's and it is difficult for people to get out and you know sometimes people aren't just aren't ready and we are always there to help them and one way or the other and uh, to speak on William's point on the phone, um, you know, as, as a man that's a victim, it could be embarrassing as well, too. So um, we in the SVU, we don't take any judgments on anybody, us at the sheriff's office in general. I've seen everything. I have heard everything. There's nothing you can say that would shock us. If you need help, by all means, come to us, please. We'll be back after a short break. Thank you very much for listening to The Good, The Bad, The Guilty on WSIC. See, now DJ Joe's bringing us back in with some club music, so I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, and thank you again for tuning in to The Good, The Bad, The Guilty here on WSIC, uh, 100.7 FM Statesville, 105.9, and all our surrounding communities. Uh, talking about the uh, topic of domestic violence today and how we investigate these type of uh, cases at the Arno County Sheriff's Office. If you have any questions or comments, please give us a call, 704-873-1400. I have... Uh, uh, Sergeant Patrick Dixon with me this afternoon and Captain Matt Burleson for those of you that may just be turn, tuning in today and uh, guys before we, we came over um, I had one of our one of our lovely administrative assistants run our, our numbers and uh, every time I hear this number I swear it shocks me we've had so far this year 416 reported incidents of domestic violence in Ariel County that averages out to about 10.9 per week, mm -hmm. or just a little over two a day. Mm -hmm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listen to these numbers again. 416 reported, and Patrick, you being one of the one of our now experts in the area of domestic violence, uh, from what I remember, and I don't know if these numbers have changed, less than half ever get reported. I would say that's accurate. So mm -hmm. if you were to do some fancy math with that, at least a thousand cases, mm -hmm. which is about nine hundred and ninety-nine point nine. Too yep. many. Yeah, yeah. too Correct. many. <clears throat> so these cases are investigated once we once we take these reports. They're investigated by the members of the Arlington County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit. And Patrick and Matt, before we were we were over at the office, um, you know, pre pre game in our show today, uh, we were talking about some of the things that we have done at the Sheriff's Office. And Sheriff Campbell made sure that our road patrol deputies, our men and women out there on the road respond to these incidents do, some of the things they do to assist us in investigating these types of crimes. And obviously one is document everything that they right. see and they hear. Right. Okay. The, you know, the, the good old Jays, of, what, what was it, uh, Sergeant Joe Friday? Just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. <laughs> well, yes, we want the facts, but we also want to hear, we want to know what our deputies, what our responding men and women saw, mm -hmm. what they heard, because Patrick, and, and I want you to extrapolate on this. I remember working cases where 
I was the first responding officer, and I would pull up, and you know, the victim, whether it be a male or female, or the children would come running out of the house. One, one I'm thinking of vividly in, in my mind right now, lady come running out of the house carrying two small children, mm-hmm. screaming at the top of her lungs, he's got a gun, he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. All right? Well, if I didn't write that down properly, what I saw and, and describe what I saw, you know, in two or three months later when we went to court. Yep. And she changed and she her cha- mind. And she was now back in love with the with mm-hmm. the abuser. Well, I don't remember saying it. Yeah. So now, and I think they still do, Patrick, and, and here again, I'd like for you to talk more about this if you can, victimless prosecutions. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, as we had mentioned before, it's uh, it's a big cliff to jump out on. You know, you're going to feel alone. You're not. So I just want to make that clear. There's plenty of resources out there, uh, primarily us at the sheriff's office and um, people with Fifth Street Ministries and um, My Sister's House are great resources for domestic violence victims. But, yes, absolutely, victimless prosecution is something that we have um, put at the forefront because it is something that um, the old saying of leading the horse to water, but you can't Mm -hmm. force it to drink. Sometimes people just don't want to drink, and sometimes Mm -hmm. they need that push to help themselves. And that is something that we do in the event that it, it seems necessary. Um, and, you know, that's important for us. Yeah, there's photographs taken. There's other evidence taken from the scene. Um, you know, when there's a when there's a, a fight, a domestic situation, you have things broken. Uh, Bill, I remember one of my first cases long ago as well. The, uh, the woman was hiding underneath the table, mm-hmm. the kitchen table. Uh, when I entered the uh, the home, and and that was a that was one that we tried with the uh, victimless prosecution, but that was way back in the uh, early 2000s, and uh, you know my testimony carried a lot of weight uh, because I t- visibly saw she was scared, she you know she was there hiding, mm-hmm. but she her testimony saying no, right? Uh, but that's been over 20 years ago, right? And well, that's another thing I'll I'll speak to Sheriff Campbell's involvement and in his. Uh, improvement over how we investigate things. Uh, I started at the sheriff's office in 2014, about three months prior to Sheriff Campbell being sworn in. So obviously we had a certain way of doing things back then that have changed now. And I remember I went to a domestic that, uh, long story short, I didn't have much physical evidence, but I had a lot of hearsay is what they would call it in the court. Mm -hmm. And I remember that one actually went to court and they called me to the stand and they said, you know, at the time, Deputy Dixon, did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? And I say, well, I was advised, uh, objection hearsay. Mm-hmm. And I heard that so many times mm-hmm. that essentially my entire case at that point was hearsay because that's all I had. And I, you know, cataloged that in the back of my mind and said, that'll never happen again. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, once Sheriff Campbell, Campbell came in, he made it a, a priority you know, to take photographs, get written statements, mm-hmm. do this, do this. You know, all of the things that we do now, make sure you separate everybody. Uh, make sure that uh, when they say something, it is documented how things are said. I mean, there can be a lot of nuance to sure. someone saying, no, I'm fine versus, no, I'm, I'm fine. You yeah. know, clearly there's a difference there. Sure. So, um, you know, a little nuanced stuff that our deputies are trained to look for. And, and one, of the, one of the things that I was really proud that I know that the sheriff did when he came in is all of our patrol deputies, all our men and women have cameras in their cars now, mm-hmm. digital cameras, not just like car cameras, but mm-hmm. digital cameras. And they are there documenting those injuries. Right. They're documenting that busted door, that furniture in the front yard. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and one thing uh, that here again I'd like for you to, to, to talk about is maybe as a sentence enhancer mm-hmm. is children on the scene. If there are children that have been in earshot or actually physically witnessed a domestic mm-hmm. violence 
uh, assault or argument. Tell us about that, about how that's a sentence enhancer. Yeah, if, so if the defendant's found guilty. Yeah, that's a sentence <coughs> enhan- uh, enhancer, and it's a crime in itself. You know, assault in the presence of a minor. The 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 minor child does not need to actually physically with their eyes witness it. They can be in their room playing Xbox for all that matters, and they can hear, um, you know, turmoil from the living room. And that in itself is sufficient to, to make that charge. And uh, not only is it an enhancer, but it could be another, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know the, the punishment for that sort of thing in terms of days in jail or whatever else, but obviously that's frowned upon. Again, you know, reaching back into why I'm so passionate about things in the SVU is a lot of these things have direct relation to kids, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and these kids can't do anything on their own. They need mm-hmm. the assistance of their parents. And if one parent is being treated like this, then it's obviously not okay. Yep. And we as the sheriff's office, whether the victimized parent doesn't want to do anything or not, we have a duty to protect everybody and to make sure that that kid is safe. So, and that's a long-lasting effect that manifests absolutely. itself later when that child sure, is older. for sure. And Matt, you can talk about this, and, and, and Patrick, it goes to exactly what you were saying, where we just don't do the basic interviews anymore. No. We're following up, Matt, and I know you've seen when you were an SRO and supervised that right. unit, that our, our domestic violence investigators would right. come to the school. They mm-hmm. will. They will exactly. interview teachers. They will look at school right. records that we have that we can get access right. to if need be. So we're trying to take a holistic approach so that when we do go to court and we give us information to the DA's office to, to hopefully get a successful prosecution, it's more than just we pulled up in the front yard and heard yelling. Mm-hmm. It's we pulled up in the front yard and we heard yelling. You know, the children have done this. The, right. the neighbors say that. We've mm-hmm. documented injuries with, you know, photographing these injuries. We've gone to the school to see that the child was great. Then all of a sudden grades fell or the child started acting mm-hmm. out or started telling teachers right. certain things. Yeah. So just to take a holistic approach. But that comes with having a specialized unit. It does. With having time to work these cases, with having a knowledge of what you need, of working with the DA's office, and even working with some of our judges as to, okay, Your Honor, what do you want to hear? What do you want to see when we come to court? What can we give you uh, to help you make that determination? So uh, just super proud of of, of that. And And it's a building block. You're building that, you know, that wall up, so to speak. That's a wall of protection Mm -hmm. for these children or these 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 victims Mm -hmm. uh, by each case. If you don't win that case, there's another case. These these crimes tend to repeat themselves until we 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 come back. Because Joe's given us the one minute break. Wow, today's flying by. (laughs) It sure is. Patrick, I want you to talk about some of the remedies that we have, some of the court remedies, Mm -hmm. ex parte's 50B domestic violence orders. And one of the things that I'm proud of, and here again, the sheriff puts a premium on us, is going out and checking with our victims who receive these domestic violence protection orders to make sure that the offender hasn't come back in. But we'll talk more about that here because I, I hear our music playing. And Joe's giving me the 30-second sign, and he's smiling. So when we come back, uh, we'll talk about that. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or comments, 704-873-1400, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back, everyone. The music changes each time we go away and come back. Thank you, Joe, for that. Uh, good afternoon, folks. We are here live on the Good, the Bad, and the Guilty, WSIC, on 
105.9 and on facebook live i'm looking for comments on there if you guys have any questions or comments as well as calling in the studio 704-873-1400 873-1400 we're here with my good friend detective sergeant patrick dixon with the special victims unit and of course as always chief bill over there yes, and sir. i'm captain matt so tell us about uh we were talking about investigating these uh, domestic violence incidents tell us about uh, just what happens when those officers come on scene. Take us through that investigation quickly. Right, so uh, I'll speed round this. We yep. get a domestic violence incident. We have signs of assault. Everything leads to something that needs to be cleared by arrest, as we would call it. So bad guy goes to jail. Um, he has Or girl. Correct. Right. Bad guy or girl. Yes, thank you. Goes to jail, um, and they are held there on a domestic violence hold, so they have to be seen by a judge. Now, that is at most 48 hours, um, and they have to be seen. Um, so if you're arrested on Friday afternoon, you're not be. getting out till Monday morning. Right. That is correct, okay. yes. So those uh, worst time for them to yeah. be arrested, best time for the uh, victim. So that goes through that process. We, uh, as detectives, would get that investigation. We would, you know, get 911 calls, make sure that we've got all the statements from the officers, all the photos. They would take follow-up photos several days later to see if, you know, bruises have progressed or if how injuries are healing and, you know, have things documented that way. Um, we look up for a follow-up interview with victims. We look up for additional witness interviews. Um, there's some other things that are some secret squirrel stuff that I won't mention on the radio. So and uh, Just to break it down, this is a holistic right. in, oh, investigation. Very in-depth, yes. yes. So, you know, then you go through that process. There's pretrial release conditions about, you know, the victim being essentially contacted by a uh, bad guy or girl mm -hmm. and you know there's all that aspect but if before it even gets to that point i wanted to let people know about ex partes or domestic violence orders and stuff like that if you have reason to believe that you are um, in danger from this person you can go to the clerk of courts the civil side um, and ask them for a domestic violence packet which for the people on facebook is right here mm -hmm. we have it here at the sheriff's office um, we highlight the things and we will help you fill it out obviously we can't provide you with legal advice but we can help you fill out the paperwork so that you can get the help that we you need. We can't fill it out for you. Correct, right. yes. But we'll yes. sit down there next to you and hold your hand. Absolutely. And, and ex parte, that's important because it means what for Latin? Ex parte. It's a party of one. Yes. So, yes, yes a party of one, that means it's just your side. Now, obviously, there's some court appearances and stuff like that. And once you fill out your ex parte, the hearings are at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. every Monday through Friday. Um, we, as the sheriff's office, will gladly assist somebody in that, uh, be there to support them. Uh, my sister's house also will generally provide someone to be there if you so choose it. Now, this is literally not your sister's house. Yeah, no, for not those my. Of you, for, for, for those of you that, that are new to the show or maybe <laughs> new to the area, my sister's house is a uh, domestic violence shelter, shelter right. slash advocacy, advocacy mm -hmm. group and um, business. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a nonprofit, so we will call them. Uh, we will have uh, support staff from them come uh, and, and work with us. We, we, we kind of work together. We, mm -hmm. We're kind of like railroad tracks. We, mm -hmm. we, we don't work for each other, but we go in the same direction. Right. Absolutely. And the, and the direction is to support victims of domestic violence. Yes. And, the, and their families. <clears throat> My sister's Absolutely. house will take yes. in children as well with the mother. Yes. yes. So to kind of wrap up, once that is granted, we as the sheriff's office get that paperwork. We go try and find bad guy or girl. Mm -hmm. We let them know here are the stipulations. If you violate them, you go straight to jail. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. If there is a stipulation in the ex parte that says you are not to talk to this person if we get a text message anything or a third party contacted this person for the person that wasn't supposed to be talking to you they go to jail and uh, we do not play with that that is something that sheriff campbell is very 
uh, adamant that we don't play with that. So you can rest assured that we do everything to find the person to serve them that paperwork. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, it's just a fun day in court and the next Mm -hmm. day and the next day. Yeah, and one of the things about these ex parte orders and and then subsequently after that, once you get the ex parte, Mm -hmm. okay, then it can be up to 10 days, you'll have a court hearing. If the judge deems that everything that you said is true, then you can get a domestic violence protection order right, for up to one year. Right, yes. And that order is good for 365 days. So in 364 days, Mr. Wonderful or Miss Wonderful decides they want to be dumb enough to send you a text message or ride by your house when they have nothing or whatever, and you report that, and we can prove that that, is, that, that occurred, they're going to jail. Right. They're going to jail yep. with no questions asked. And there again, bond is normally significant for a DVO violation or, yes. or a protection order violation. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's it's a tool. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it is that. It's a tool. It's a hedge of protection, yes. essentially. Mm-hmm. It, it, it p- creates a, a, a screen around them that protects them before they get hurt. Yes. Right. You know, before and it's they get into that. Where they and work, right. where they go to school, Wherever they where they go church. to church, mm-hmm. uh, where the children receive education or, or leisure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of things that this instrument that was designed by, by AOC, which is Administrative Office of the Courts, uh, uh, Institute of Government, and the. Uh, district attorneys, council of district attorneys or, or, or their group, North Carolina Sheriff's Association, chiefs of police. This is an instrument that we can use as law enforcement to aid victims of domestic violence, keep the perpetrator away from them. And be proactive And about be it. extremely proactive. And one of the things that I've already alluded to and one of the things that, that sheriff has us do uh, is go out and check on these domestic violence mm-hmm. order or ex partes right. to make sure that, you know, Mr. Wonderful or Miss Wonderful haven't wormed their way back into the situation because if we find them there and the judge's order that they shall not be there, and it's a shall, not a maybe if you want to, it's mm-hmm. a shall, uh, you're going to jail. Yep. Straight to jail. Same way at our schools yes. as well. Sheriff Campbell makes sure all the school resource officers has those those ex partes, those documents when they're first served, or those long term mm-hmm. rest, uh, restraining orders, and those children that can be used as pawns, not at school. Because I remember uh, getting them uh, and faxing them or yes. scanning them and sending them to, to schools, and and you know honestly. It, it always seemed like the schools would, would, would call and thank us for doing right. that or mm-hmm. send me an email back and go, hey, we got it, thank you, right. mm-hmm. because they want to do the right thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they don't want to be culpable uh, in you know aiding in any sort of parental abduction or anything, and they do a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous job of mm-hmm. working with law enforcement. And there again, just another great reason to have SROs yeah, having a, yep. at our schools. First responders, you know, zero they're, response they're, time. They're right there, mm-hmm. and you know it makes an offender, a would-be offender, not just of a uh, of an act of violence, but of a parental abduction, mm-hmm. makes them think twice when they see that marked unit sitting in front of that school. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. Uh, I know we got a few minutes left, and Matt's got yep. to talk about Citizens Academy. Citizens Academy, uh, the Fall so, Citizens uh, Academy. Yep. But if anybody has any questions, uh, if you have any concerns about a loved one, a coworker, uh, anybody that you are aware of that you think may be a victim of domestic violence, 704-878-3180 is, is the sheriff's office number. Uh, you can call, ask questions. Patrick and the SVU folks will be absolutely glad to, to answer questions. Uh, I know that we still give out literature uh, in various places. So if you just want some some literature to read about it, to see, to plan uh, an escape, if you need to from a from an abusive relationship, give us a call. We will discreetly get you that information. We're here to be a resource and an advocate. We're not here to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But 
you know, the sooner you can get away from an abuser, the better off you're going to be, your friends are going to be, your family's going to be. Um, so uh, we are here to, to help. Yep, and we encourage friends and family also as outcry witnesses. Um, if the, you know, if it's not you, but some a loved one of yours that you feel sure. is a victim, uh, because I know you guys, a special victims unit, you not only help these um, domestic situations, but we've talked about elder situations and yep. um, you know the child situation. So, uh, thank you, thank you very much for all that you do. Thank you, Chief, for uh, the intro to the Citizens Academy uh, that will be starting up the first week in October. October 3rd, we're gonna start that on a Tuesday. We're gonna run it on Tuesday and Thursdays through the month of October. We've gotta make sure we don't uh, interfere with the Sheriff's Spooktacular. Our Spooktacular, I'm glad you said that. I've got to. uh, October 31st. Halloween night. That's the the Tuesday, October 31st, yes. But so uh, running Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the month of October, stopping before Halloween, we're gonna have the uh, Sheriff's Citizens Academy. And, you know, Sheriff Campbell always says, hey, transparency, come in. You look at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We show you what we're doing. He's really excited about a few things that we got going this time. Uh, we always have the CERT team come out and do some type of activity. I believe, uh, you know, the boat ride is always a favor of, yes. of most folks. Jail uh, tour. The jail tour, exactly. I, I believe we might be meshing some of those things together. Uh, I think I, we that, may be doing a human trafficking and fraud presentation yes, this year, too. Yes, we are. I know I know a special certain expert here uh, uh, in, in the field that's going to be doing that. And, and this comes from calls from our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want it, we will do it. If there's something that you want to see, I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a living instrument or, or whatever you say, a document. We can, we can change it. We can make it what you want it to yep. be. So call in, uh, get in touch with me, the 878-3180, Captain Matt. Uh, if you got any, from any questions or information about it, what you want to see, you can go on our website. You can go on our app. Uh, if you go on our Facebook and look back through, you can actually have the link there where you click mm-hmm. on. I need you guys to sign up. Uh, get in there. I mean, you're welcome any night, every night, all the nights. We're going to have a nice graduation at yeah, the very so if end. You, if if yeah. you can't make every night, right. don't worry about it. Now, you may miss out on something cool, yeah. but we understand You know, people have lives and, and, and things happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, take this opportunity to, to come out, see your sheriff's office. It's your sheriff's office. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we work for the citizens, as Sheriff Campbell always says. We work for the citizens of Bartow County. We're very proud of our agency. We're very proud of our men and women. We want you to come and see what your tax money is basically paying for, mm-hmm. uh, and we want you to become members of our extended family. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you'll get jail tea <laughs> and, some, and, some good, of the, and some the of the most delicious cookies you've ever had. So, Joe, <laughs> we're looking for you Tuesdays and Thursdays, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, it looks like we're wrapping things up. Joe's giving us the 30-second sign. Patrick, thank you so much again for taking your thank time you. out of your day to come and hopefully educate our, our listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week here on The Good, The Bad, The Guilty on WSIC. Everyone have a wonderful day and stay safe. Mm-hmm.